This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apanov. Hello, everyone. Andrew Apanov here, and a new edition of the We Spin Recipes podcast. And today I'm excited to welcome Peter Schwing, a general manager of New Music Seminar, as a guest of the podcast. Hello, Peter. Hi, Andrew. Hi, everybody. How are you? Once again, excited to have you over here. And uh, there is a number of things that we are going to discuss with you uh, today. And uh, uh, let me start by just uh, asking you to provide a very brief background on yourself and on New Music Seminar, if you don't mind. Okay, well, a little bit about myself. I've been a musician, you know, all my life, and I've worked in pretty much every facet of the music business. Uh, my, you know, I actually went to UMass Lowell for an undergraduate in uh, production, music production. So coming out of there, I just immersed myself in performance, production, and uh, basically then ended up in like songwriting, publishing, live events coordination. Went in uh, NYU, had my master's in the music business program there fantastic program. And throughout you know, my career, I just kind of stepped into every aspect of the music business. And what I found about, you know, coming aboard on New Music Seminar is this is really, you know, what I enjoy doing best. It's, you know, facilitating networks, getting the right people in the room together, you know, creating the platform where deals can happen, supporting the artists, giving an education and putting on a great, you know, event that, when people leave it, they feel like, you know, they leave full. They come hungry, they leave full, they acquired a vast knowledge, vast amount of knowledge, uh, business relationships, and, you know, there's great music. So, you know, just when it comes to putting on events, I mean, that's really what I love most about it is that's the excitement when you see a band breaking on stage and the, and the audience is into it and the industry people are there and Next thing you know, they're getting signed and they're the next breakout band. So to me, that's what I really love about what I do and uh, with the New Music Seminar. Excellent. Yeah, sounds great. And uh, so can you tell me who you mainly target right now? Is it just about the local music industry audience uh, or you, you, it's a more a national uh, thing or you're expanding? And uh, I would also like to get a bit of insight on what kinds of... Um, people in the industry, professionals attend the events mostly? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely international. We, uh, if I can give a little history on New Music Seminars, uh, many people that aren't fully aware of it, but the seniors in the business, the uh, people that have been doing this since the 80s, they're fully aware of what New Music Seminar was in the 80s and 90s. So to give you a little background, uh, New Music Seminar was founded by uh, Tom Silverman from Tommy Boy Records, one of the men behind bringing the party hip-hop music to the world. You talk about African Bombada, Planet, Planet Rock, when it broke through, and then you had House of Pain, De La Soul, Naughty by Nature. You know, that's what Tom Silverman brought through with Tommy Boy, and he launched New Music Seminar in 1980, precursor to many conferences that are going on today. And it was always about a high-level discussion. It was supporting the independent artists, supporting... You know, back then, even when they, the DIY wasn't really, con, you know, there was no acronym for DIY. It was, you know, the artists that were selling CDs out of the trunk of their car. It was about how do we get them to the next level? There was always a high-level discussion. We, you know, we had Daniel Glass from Glassnote. Back then in 1981, Bob Pittman, CEO of uh, iHeartMedia, formerly Clear Channel, he's speaking has great pictures of them, you know, when, you know, years ago, and that's when he was launching uh, that television channel called MTV. So we had like Madonna sitting next to James Brown, sitting next to 
Daryl Hall on a panel. I mean, these are the type of people that were part of the New Music Seminar in the, in the 80s. And on the festival side, we had breakouts from Dave Matthews' band, Nirvana, and they played a show. The first show they played was like 60 people. Two years later, they're back selling out Roseland as part of the New Music Seminar. Oasis did their U.S. debut, Smashing Pumpkins, Chili Peppers. So there is a very good spirit. And actually, in 1987, New Music Seminar was going to expand to a little-known city in Texas called Austin. And they teamed up, and they were going to be calling it New Music Seminar Southwest. And uh, the New York team pulled out around that time, and then South by Southwest said, hey, we don't need the New Yorkers. We're going to do this ourselves, <laughs> and the guys from the Austin Chronicle. So, you know, and the rest is history there. But Tom stepped out in around 92, and New Music Seminar, uh, you know, kind of wrapped up in 95. And then Tom brought it back in 2009. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So basically, you know, New Music Seminar brought back, uh, it was a traveling conference from L.A., Chicago, and New York. And he did it with Dave Laurie. Who's uh, he's working, you know, Allman Brothers. He was Jeff Buckley's manager. So the two of them brought it back and, you know, were focused on building a better business. It was that era. It's like the bottom was dropping out of the music business. And Tom is, his vision was, we need to have a discussion on how to reshape and rebuild the music business. So, you know, our overarching theme is always building the $100 billion business and how do we get there? So, we, you know, with Tom and, you know, the vision, it was always about the high-level discussion. So we have uh, many executive CEOs. We had Daniel Eck from Spotify just before he was launching into the U.S. We've had Sean Parker as a keynote. Bob Pittman was back. You know, we had Frank Cooper from Pepsi. So if we do a well-rounded type of discussion to cover all sectors of the music business. So if it's, if there's touring, then, you know, we've actually, last year we worked with the Billboard Touring Conference and Ray Waddell. So we had them on board. We had um, Meetem as part of us with the, the globalization. So that starts the international arena. Mm-hmm. And my background also is in international. I was doing a lot with the Nordic territories, running some media sites, Nordic Spotlight. I was doing these Nordic showcases in New York. I was just loving the music I was coming out of that territory. And how do we help break it into the U.S.? So rolling that into New Music Seminar, when I came aboard, I actually started as a volunteer in 2012. And I showed up one day and I just kind of haven't left. So uh, it was 2013, I took over as GM and my focus was international. And how do we really create a conference in New York City that is a very high level business discussion that the delegates are going to be there that are high quality delegates that are the ones you're going to be able to do deals with. So when you leave and you have that follow-up email, you know, hey, great meeting with you, you know, thanks for the drink, you know, keep in touch. That's not the email. The email is, hey, great meeting with you. Thanks for the drink. Can we discuss that deal? I think we have something here. Let's make this happen. And then on the festival side, which came back in 2012, which is the Artist on the Verge project, is the highly curated next breaking artists. So it is a it's a, a smaller quantity but a higher quality condensed into three nights. Mm-hmm. So what we are doing now is taking the new music seminar brand organization and expanding more into with international territory. So we're looking at partnerships with other conferences, other organizations that look to 
have a resource in the U.S. with deep connections into the U.S. music market mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and where we can facilitate and act as a two-way bridge. So we can work together, like facilitate coat rights. We can do showcases. We can do pop-up events. So if, you know, say, for instance, uh, in Sweden, the, or some organization in Stockholm says, we want to do something about breaking the U.S. market they would contact us and say, hey, can you put together this? Can you get us the right people? And we put on a new music seminar co-branded event in Stockholm, or it could be Taiwan, or it could be, you know, in Bogota, Colombia. So these are what we're doing now. And also if organizations are looking to break in, so to the U.S., a music technology company, well, we understand the music market here. We can act as an extension of your company to help you facilitate and get the right connections in place. So when you're, it's time for you to come here and do that pitch, we can put together and get the meetings together. We can do a showcase. We can get the media involvement. And so we act as a full service that's year-round, and it also helps build the storyline if you want to do something, what I call the big show in June, the New mm-hmm. Music Seminar Conference. It's really to help develop that storyline throughout. So if you come and do something at New Music Seminar, you've already had six months, eight months of lead time of us working for you. So that's what we do to differentiate ourselves from other conferences. We're not just a conference. We happen to put on a great annual meeting of the music business here in New York City, but it's also about what we do to help build the business and your organization and to support the artists throughout the year. Yeah, well, Peter, uh, you just eliminated the need to ask you questions about what's uh, difference in music seminar compared to other conferences, because you just nailed it. I mean, it's <laughs> there is a lot in the history. I appreciate all the insights because I didn't know all these details. It's really exciting. And it, it just got me thinking something random. The conference has been around for a while. Would it be to launch something completely new without that background? Would you even try if uh, there were no new music seminar and you just wanted to do a new music business conference? If I wanted to start a new uh, yeah, conference? Well, yeah, maybe with some other industry uh, executives and considering the amount of competition out there. Yeah, <laughs> we do not need another conference in this world and I would not recommend starting one. I, uh, the amount of time and the lack of sleep, uh, it's a passion project. It really is. I mean, Nobody here at the New Music Seminar is doing this for the money. We're doing this because we are fighting the good fight and we want to bring together the right people and help build this business and support the artists. So, yeah, I mean, it is. And again, there are so many conferences out there and each have their own uniqueness to them. And, you know, there's some that are fantastic, but we look at it as how do we differentiate ourselves? So if you are starting your own conference, you got to really look out there and say, what is our differentiator? And ours is the high-level business discussion, the deals. It's we cap our registrations at 1,500 delegates. So we aren't opening the floodgates because we want to make sure that it is a more intimate setting, as intimate you can be with 1,500, but it really does boil down to having a high-level delegation in the conference center that are talking to the other delegates or in mm-hmm. front of our sponsors. So the exhibitors 
these exhibitors are not wasting their time with thousands upon thousands of people just, you know, uh, talking and, you know, it's, it's like, oh, this is interesting. We curate, well, we can't curate our delegates, but we try to get the right high level people. And so you might not leave with 200 business cards, you might leave with 50 business cards, but those 50 business cards are the right cards to have. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, so starting a con, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. There's so many conferences. There's a lot of networking events, especially when you're in a say like New York or LA. There's tons of these smaller networking events. It seems recently everybody, I have numerous business acquaintances and friends that they're launching these, you know, networking events at some local bar, just like a cocktail hour. Some are charging, you know, 10 to $20 and it could be just a single panel with a few people. And there's nothing wrong with that. There, it's a good space to have, but again, it's saturated and it's very difficult. It's similar in the space of, you know, think of it as a DIY artist that's trying to break through. Yeah. You're trying, you feel you have quality music. How do I break through? How do I have a message that the media is going to talk about? So if you look at it from the artist side, it's like, hey, this is my band. We have great music, but you know, I need media attention and media is saturated, you know, with their inbox overflowing and they have to choose. There's only so much space, so much time that they can allocate to discuss what's new, what's next, what's hot. And, you know, so it's the same thing on the music side. It's, you know, you have to really have something that is a passion, that is quality, that, and you have to have that drive and determination because it's not an easy road. It's, uh, I like to consider it, it's not a huge, steep incline. It's just a long, slow incline. And we've been seeing over the last few years, I like to say that, you know, this is our, my third year that I'm at the helm here. And this is that big turning point. The first year, if you look at it like an album, it's like, you know, the first year is like, well, our album is all the songs we've been playing for the last five years on the road. So that's the album we got signed. Yeah, we got a deal. Great. The second album is similar to the first album. And, you know, with some new material and you're building your fan base, but your third album, which I consider my third year here, is got to be something different. It's got to be have change. It's got to be moving forward. And, you know, that's a make or break album. And I feel that what we're doing with this international expansion is our break. And that's how we have differentiated ourselves. Yeah, I like that comparison. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's impressive i perfectly got you i'm not going to uh start my new conference in the nearest future <laughs> and, <laughs> and i you know I, I fully understand what you mean and uh i think that uh, the uh the needs in physical music conferences has increased from from what i see musicians understand that it's uh sometimes very difficult to close any deal or get real connections only in the virtual uh online world the mm-hmm. Real human communication is important, and I perfectly hear you about this actionable approach that you have and the amount of delegates mm-hmm. and so on, because sometimes when you walk out of a conference and uh, you just feel that it's been a bit too much, at the same time, they're not overwhelming. enough. Overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I want these 10, 20, 30 high-quality connections. Uh, it will bring me much more business than a hundred just a business card exchanges. So I fully agree with this part. And yeah, so that's clear. And uh, you, you mentioned several times about the musical parts of the conference. And I liked your comparisons a lot with uh, the music world from an artist's perspective. 
So can you tell me a little bit more about uh, New Music Nights and uh, what, like, about the showcases that uh, happened during the event? Sure. I just want to go back to something that you were saying. It's like, when, if you want to start your conference, then you contact us because we help you do that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's what we're doing is these co-branding. It's kind of like if you're familiar with TED and the TEDx uh, yeah, talk. Yeah, exactly. Is, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. So, you, you know, instead of trying, it's a more of a pop-up. But the other is also, you know, something about overwhelming. Last year, we actually implemented on day one, we did a schmoozing panel. So it was actually an introduction to how to maximize your time at a conference. Because so many times people are overwhelmed. I remember being, you know, 19 and in a band and I just, I didn't know what to do at these conferences. I just walked around. I said, I, who do I meet? I don't know how to approach somebody. What's my elevator pitch? And we actually had, we had a schmoozing panel and it was the art of the networking and how to maximize your time. So it was kind of like a prep. So welcome to New Music Seminar. Come to this panel and we're going to teach you a little bit about how to maximize your time over the next few days. And it worked out really well because then you find people aren't wasting their time. That's so, cool. Yeah, uh, I've seen it yeah. in the agenda sort of interrupting you. And I mm -hmm. was curious because I didn't tell you, uh, tell you, but I actually got press accreditation to the event two times, but I just physically couldn't attend because I'm in Europe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've seen, I've, I've kept an eye on the agenda and I was really curious about this one. So <laughs> that's smart. I think it perfectly makes sense to help yeah. the attendees to get into the right mood and kind of just give them some help and directions. Well, then put it on your calendar now, June 21st through the 23rd, New York City. Yeah. So make sure you, you'll be, uh, you know, we'll take care of that press credential for you so you can be here. Yeah, like going to the New Music Nights, because I think that's a good segue that you'd be experiencing the New Music Nights. Where New Music Nights came from is when a New Music Seminar came back in 2009, it was the Artist on the Verge project. And what the Artist on the Verge project is, basically, we are looking for, we put together a top 100 list each year. And we call it the, you know, the Artist on the Verge class of 2014. And... This list is, you cannot apply to perform at New Music Seminar. So whereas like say South By or CMJ, you go to Sonic Bids and you, you, know, you put your EPK in, you pay $40 or whatever the price is, and then you are selected. We don't have a submission process like that. We work with talent buyers, media tastemakers, our partners, people that we feel and we're comfortable and have the uh, finger on the pulse of who's breaking. And what we do is these are the artists in this in the U.S. that they're not zero to 20 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour. They're like 30 to 50 miles an hour, ready to break the speed limit. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you know, years ago, we had Macklemore on the list, you know, before he broke. We've had Pains of Being Pure and Heart, Fits in the Tantrum, Schoolboy Q, uh, Action Bronson, Shinobi Ninja. So we've had a lot of these artists that are just right on the cusp. And... We work together we, uh, also with Next Big Sound. Next Big Sound, uh, we look at analytics, so they're uh, wonderful in helping us like, you know, with a massive list, and they do some scrubbing for us, and they do submissions, and then we narrow it down, and we have an A&R committee that goes through, takes a look at the analytics, and, but most importantly, it's traditional A&R. It's, is it a great song? Is there potential? We look at their videos. What's their stage presence like? What's the uniqueness to it? 
So these are the bands and you know some of our criteria is they're not or have not been signed to a major or a major independent. They don't have like a major distribution deal. And you know, we say, you know, we say, okay, we narrow it down. Next Big Sound does another scrubbing for us. We put it all together and then we release the top 100 list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm proud to say that this top 100 list, you know, hopefully other media outlets are looking at it, but we've had where, you know, you look at MTV, you look at, you know, Pitchfork, you look at like end of years top lists or artists to look for. I know Spotify just released their projections of artists yesterday. And one of the artists that was on our artists on the verge was on that list. So we're right in that pocket. We look at it as the artists on the verge is the talent pool for everyone else to be pulling from. So media tastemakers, talent buyers, A&R scouts, other festivals, they should be looking at this list and then that's where they pick it up from. So to use like a sports reference, it's kind of like, you know, the farm team and the scouts are going out there and saying like, these are really what should, you know, on the radar. These are the artists that have put in time and are deserving to break through. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, we look at it as, you know, that's what New Music Nights is about. So we invite some of these, we invite the top 100 to perform. Typically, we get about 30 to 40% application. The reason is because they are such on the verge that some of them are already on tour. They might be an opening act for like a major act, or they might be on a, already on a, doing the festival circuit, whereas they might be the smaller font on the flyer, maybe playing the second stage at two o'clock in the afternoon. But that's the pocket. That's they're ready to break through. So that's what we really, you know, pride ourselves on is that we're getting those artists that are right on the cusp. We've had an artist, uh, I remember Cold Front, I think it was, two years ago. They performed and they got picked up by Seymour uh, Science, Sire Warner. So those are the type of things that, you know, we're right there on the cutting edge. And that goes into the New Music Nights. We don't mm-hmm. like to consider ourselves a festival. For me, a festival is a thousand bands or you're hanging out in a field somewhere with 70,000 of your closest friends listening to three days worth of music. Those are festivals. This is new music nights. This is part of where it's more intimate. It's raw. It's where that talent pool really shines in front of fans and in front of the music business. So A&R scouts are there. Media tastemakers are there. Talent buyers, they're all at these shows paying attention. And you hear those stories about, you know, artists getting picked up. And that's the stories that we're building. Excellent. Yeah. With with this kind of explanation and uh, understanding your approach, attending the the shows gets more interesting because it's, once again, from just experience of attending some of the events, sometimes you are just not sure how these bands got into these lineups. And when you have these backgrounds and understanding of how it happened, that's something that becomes more interesting. And for the artists as well, I can imagine that it leads to some deals. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks you for the explanation. That's just well, perfect. Well, yeah? e- something else? Yeah, well, even on top of that, uh, one of the things we do is our opening night party. It's an opening night red carpet event. And mm-hmm. we've done it at Webster Hall for years. And what we do for the opening night party is we have our Artists on the Verge top three showcase. Mm-hmm. And so we have two rooms going on at Webster Hall. One is the Artists on the Verge top three showcase because once the artists 
come and uh, apply to perform. Then we select the top three. And a winner through audience vote, through our A&R committee, through the A&R panel that we have, all decide who's going to be, you know, crowned the, uh, you know, kind of valedictorian of the class of 2014. And they win up to about $100,000 worth of prizes. And we get, we have Gibson, we have Sabian, we have Next Big Sound, Sound Exchange, ASCAP, CSAC, BM, all these organizations that are offering like studio time, say like Log Cabin Studios, Threshold Studios, the Lodge does mastering, you know, so they're getting this package of like, they can go into studios, they're getting equipment, they're getting consultation. So it's, you know, something that's fantastic for the winner of the Artists on the Verge. And these companies are donating their time, donating their product, donating their services, because they really feel and believe in this Artist on the Verge, and they want to support it as best as possible. We also, on top of that for the opening night party, is we have uh, typically around maybe four acts that are already broke. That like So last year we had Aster, which is signed to Lear Cohen's 300. We had Meg Myers, which is on Atlantic. We had Born Cages, which is on Razor and Tie. We had Cardinox. You know, these are like bands that have already gotten that deal. They're like the next step. So even like, you know, we are all about the next step, the next generation. So, and it's always a fantastic opening night party. You have the red carpet, you have the cameras flashing, and there's just great music. Excellent. I'm always proud of what we do on the opening night party, I, I have to say. Nice, nice. I mean, it sounds amazing and uh, definitely worth uh, witnessing in person. And so you mentioned uh, the providing these platform and, and helping with the next steps for artists and so on. And just thinking about the very nearest future, this uh, coming year and the upcoming conference, is there any kind of a theme to the conference part of the whole event? We actually don't come up with our theme, like the tagline, until about February. You know, our theme is always building the $100 billion business. Last year, our theme was welcome to the new era of music business because we were looking at, you know, the discussion was about the new deal, the new models, the, you know, how to generate more revenue, where can you find more revenue streams, what's changing, how do we have, you know, you look at international, you look at neighboring rights, you look at, you know, the globalization of music and, you know, getting people back together, personal, personal interaction. Because if you want to do a distribution deal, it's no longer about putting your music up and saying through a digital distributor and having it everywhere in the world and hoping that somewhere somebody in you know, Switzerland is going to find this song or in Germany and say, this is a great song, and you suddenly blow up in another territory. It's about facilitating new relationships so you can go back to almost the old way of the personal touch because the internet brought us so put us behind computers for so long and we and that oh put your music up anywhere and it's going to find it no it's about creating these deals it's about creating relationships about having people service your music again in different territories it's about you know using the technologies properly we aren't a tech conference i'm not i don't think i don't believe in music tech I believe in there's technology and there just happens to be applications in the music space that use technology. That's where technology is what we do on a normal everyday basis. So there's no reason to be like, oh, this is music tech. It has to do with the personal engagement, interaction, using the technology 
as you know whatever platform and to maximize and to be more efficient but you need to have a personal touch to be effective yeah and that's what we're about is you know we are saying the new era of the music business is going back to the personal engagement and using the technology in a proper manner i think that should make a quote for the podcast sorry gone <laughs> oh great thank you So we actually don't put together our theme until say around maybe February is because Tom and myself start our programming in January. And we look at, you know, it's a year round. I mean, Tom sits on the board of Sound Exchange, A2IM, Merlin, you know, he's an industry legend. So he's always in discussion with people about, you know, what you see as the challenges and what are the topics that, you know, we should really be focusing on. So the tagline, the theme comes to us from the type of stories of topical issues, challenges, looking at the future of what we are, need to be doing now to look, you know, that's going to affect us in one to three years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Welcome to the New Era of Music business was, you know, last year, and I came up from one of my staff members, and uh, Lindsay Lohan there, and she, you know, we were just talking so much about this, and she's just like, this is like the New Era of Music business, and we're like, that's it. So it, like the light bulb went on and that's how, but it was because of the story that we built. So, you know, the theme is always, how do we build this business? How do we generate more revenue? How do we get more money flowing to the artists, to the songwriters, to the producers, to the performers? And those are always, you know, issues of contention when you talk about like performance rights and you talk about digital radio and you talk about terrestrial radio here in the States. And, you know, those are topics that you know we look at we we aren't like in we aren't an advocacy group we don't you know there's organizations there's conferences that you know go to capitol hill that are about you know the different types of laws and uh, the copyright boards we are more about the overview of the business we're not trying to advocate for uh any of that but we're getting the right people to get into that area and talk about it so those organizations can go do the best that they can to support the music business. Got you. Brilliant. So thank you a lot for all these insights. And so where is the best place to find out more about New Music Seminar? And uh, when uh, will it be possible to uh, to get the tickets? Actually, I haven't checked if early, if any kind of tickets are available for pre-sale right now or not. So can you please tell me how to get to the conference? It's uh, newmusicseminar.com. And right now it's still, I keep the, uh, the year website to the end of the year and then we refresh it in January. The best way to go about it right now is we're actually going to be opening up the registration on Monday. It's just going to be, it's a quiet opening on the registration. So if you click register from the webpage, you'll be able to register. We don't have any news for next year. That all comes in January when we flip the website. But one thing that is very key that is on the newmusicseminar.com website is on the right side, there is a subscribe box. And if you put your email in there, and it'll you know, take you, you have to click a few buttons, and then you'll get a confirmation email. So then you just need to activate that. And that'll put you into our news loop. That will also put you into, so uh, add you to our emailing list so we can inform you of all the updates that are going on. So when we announce our first speaker, you'll be right on that list. You'll know exactly what's going on. You can follow along. We're going to be doing it at the Wyndham New Yorker Hotel again this year. We'll also have room discounts. 
room block. So if you're coming in from out of state or out of country, it's good to know earlier than later because those room blocks fill up quickly. So, you know, there's a lot that's going on, but we make the big announcement in the next few weeks into January. But I'll have the registration open over on Monday. That's December, what, 22nd? Uh, yeah, it will be It will be yeah. up at the time this yeah. podcast comes out. So I will be linking to everything that you mentioned and to mm -hmm. uh, any information that becomes available by the time it's out right in the show notes. So it's very easy to, to find these. But yeah, it's great that you explained that. So appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. It was very insightful. And I'm really looking forward to learning more new, uh, the, the news and, and, uh, uh, and hearing these announcements about the, and the speakers and the, the theme and everything. And hopefully attending mm -hmm. it myself. And uh, I hugely appreciate uh, these conversations. So thanks a lot, Peter. Well, if I could just also say a few uh, things that is going to be different this year than in prior years, and this might be really interesting to your audience and especially on the international community, is that we're having open forums where it's not just a panel. It's going to be like an international open forum roundtable, and you'll be able to have, it'll be like, you know, there'll be a panel of uh, leaders that are there to guide the talks, but it's not just one of those panels where you sit down and you listen for an hour. It's going to be an open discussion, so your thoughts on that, and you'll be able to really have a, more of a discussion as opposed to just a panel. We're going to be doing a mentor session with key uh, industry people, so that's going to be another new thing. We're also going to be doing the A&R listening room again, so that's for the artists. It's an A&R mm -hmm. listening critique room. And we also, the Sound Exchange Summit, which is really evolving, and uh, they did their award show the first time last year, which was fantastic. But, you know, Sound Exchange, you know, fighting the good fight for performers. Uh, you know, they talk about their Project 72 campaign with the Respect Act, you know, equal treatment for musicians and right holders. So, you know, these are the type of things that, you know, they want to make sure that people are aware of what these organizations are doing. Our sponsors, you know, the Exhibitor Mezzanine is always fantastic. It's always packed. And, you know, it's the opportunity to really show you know, what you're doing to an esteemed group of delegates. So, you know, I, and you can always hit us up at info at newmusicseminar.com. If you have any questions, you know, we do our best to get back right away. Uh, a lot of times we get a lot of emails in there, but, you know, please just, you know, you can reach out to us, find out more information. And if you want to know more about, you know, opportunities or about the international expansion plans, You know, we'll gladly talk to you. We have some documents on that. And, uh, you know, this year is just going to be a fantastic year. I'm very psyched for what we're doing. We're also going to be during A2IM's uh, Indie Music Week. So there's going to be a lot of independent labels in town, the heads in, uh, from the international and the A2IM members. So New York City is really going to be a hot spot for the music business during that week. So book your tickets now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's absolutely justified. Yeah. Cultivation. I mean, it's, there is a lot of stuff in there and a lot of very exciting things. I hope that the weather in New York City in June will be very fitting as well. And I mean, I'm just looking forward to it. Really, I mean, everything that you mentioned, there is even more than I expected. And it's just something to look forward to for sure. So thank you once again. All right. Thank you everything. so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you as always. You have been listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wespin12.com. We Spin12.